RJ, as we kick things off here on Emerald City Hockey's post game live, it's another day, another loss for the Kraken as this road trip uh, has taken a turn, I think we could say. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, it's been really tough back to backs for the Kraken, and especially even going into this one, right? This one just felt like as close to a scheduled loss as you're going to have back to back against a really tough Rangers team. I think the Kraken can generally be proud of the effort. They, they're just out of gas at this point. That's what it looked like for me, right? Like this looked like a team that was obviously missing a couple key components, uh, most notably Vince Dunn, I think for me, like this game really kind of showed what he's been able to bring to the team this year uh, with him not there. And then, you know, it, just the fact that, yeah, it's it's back to back. I mean, everything's all thrown out of whack. You've got guys, you know, guys like John Hayden coming in from the other coast, trying to get there less than 24 hours notice, all that kind of stuff going on. And you just, yeah, you ran into a good team that's atop their division for a reason. I, That's kind of it, you know? There's not almost too much to talk about when it comes to that. But uh, we'll certainly dive into all of it and get into it with everybody here in the comments section. But, of course, first got to thank Flatstick Pub for sponsoring this post-game live as they do all season long, including RJ. I realized while we were up there, we drove past it at night. And remember, like, way back at the beginning of the season, I said, like I wanted like, you know, ultraviolet lights, you know, like a bowling alley mini golf. They're yeah. pretty close. They got neon light all around at that uh, South Lake Union location. Yeah, no, I see him driving back from the games a lot of the time, too. It's really cool. And by the way, we'll, we'll have very soon, probably the next post game yes. live. We'll have that announcement for you on a watch party. We've narrowed it down. It's going to be in mid-February. So just kind of keep that general time on the calendar there. But we'll have a date for you very, very soon definitely kicking things off in the comment section we got zoe Riker with 25 minutes time highest time on ice good for him yes Riker evans rj arguably the kraken's best defenseman in this one yeah I, i'd say so i mean a career high i think 2504 for him ice time tonight he led the team i mean they're really leaning on him heavily with vince dunn out of the lineup and you know what he kind of is the closest thing to vince dunn than this team has uh so it makes sense that they'd go with him especially given the score in this one. That's what I wanted Hacksaw to do in the third period. Play the kids, play Riker as much as you can, given the game was kind of out of reach. And I'm glad to see he did that. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up his um, money puck kind of uh, stats and stuff just because I'd be curious to see things from that standpoint. But really, the biggest thing for me, RJ, was in this one, uh, the Kraken had a lot of rough moments defending, especially in their own zone, especially the defensemen. And I was going to kind of say like the highest honor I could give Riker Evans for this one is that unlike all of the other five defensemen on this team, I didn't notice him for something bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's one of those games, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's probably the case. Looking up the money puck numbers there, he spent 16 minutes with Adam Larson uh, as a D pair. They didn't do all that great. 26 percent uh, expected goals percentage, which was the lowest of the pairs, although he did spend about five minutes with Brian Dumoulin at five on five and they didn't have any expected goals against. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think that's good. Look, watching Larson, I think he's still dealing with whatever took him out of the oh, game clearly. yesterday. Like, clearly, right? Like, I think this was one of those, he was good enough to play, but he's clearly not at 100%, and I, I think that probably impacted stuff there. But I, yeah. I think if the Ironman streak is not a thing, I don't think he plays today. I agree with that. I agree with that. We would have seen another call-up yesterday. I mean, yeah, there's just no way. Um, Sean, got to get healthy, and anyone questioning how important the Dundertaker is to this team need not watch 
wonder anymore. I mean, that is still the number one thing I will come back to, RJ, whether it is helping break out of their own zone, really as far as being able to help continue cycles in the offensive zone, adding offense from the point, and then just his defensive abilities. Like I said, this was a rough one defensively kind of for everybody on the blue line in the Kraken zone zone, but I do feel like Vince Dunn, kind of similar to Riker Evans in that he's learned to play a very conservative style and take a conservative approach in the defensive zone. And that could have been pretty useful tonight, I feel like. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you don't always notice until the guy is gone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of get used to just those safe entries, those clean plays in the D zone, because it just prevents big events from happening but we're seeing in Dunn's absence the Kraken are really struggling there and then also yeah moving the puck through the neutral zone and, and scoring creating scoring chances like the Kraken have two goals in their last two games none of them at even strength I mean that's that's a big part of what Vince Dunn brings oh definitely and you know good good on the power play for for surviving his absence because he's been a big part of that um power play looked pretty good tonight obviously that's where Kraken get all of their scoring really from the last two days that's where all their scoring came from but yeah Dundertaker he he is definitely missed hopefully back for Thursday against Edmonton RJ because like that game need him gosh totally different than what we were talking about back on Saturday night looking ahead to that at Oilers game <laughs> oh man B, well, at least it was better than last game. Still did psychic damage to me to watch it, but they did score, I guess. It was it was rough. I felt like some things got figured out, mainly, you know, the fact that they could pick up a couple RJ. The power play looked pretty good in this one. Jared McCann looks back to himself. Like to see Jordan Everly get back on board. I mean, offensively, things definitely looked better than they did yesterday. Yeah, and I thought at least through the middle of the second period, they deserved better than what they got. They had a lot of really good chances, but hey, Igor Shosturkin is just a really good goalie. I mean, going I into this game, right, You can all you can hope for is to just keep it close, try and gut out a point here. And I think the Kraken up through the middle of the second period really did that. But what turned the tide of the game was they got good chances, Shosturkin turned them aside, and then kind of the backbreaker 3-1 goal kind of did the Kraken in. Yeah, that one, I mean, you start off the game on the PK twice in what the first 10 minutes, I think, isn't the, the most ideal way to kick things off. And then, yeah, as they, as they got going, like, it was okay. It was just felt like every time they really didn't need it, like when it was going to come at the worst possible moment, the defense just had a breakdown, right? Yeah. And it would kind of kill the momentum that the offense was generating for them in this one because you look at things like on Money Puck and like they dominated quality chances. I mean, just looking at shots on goal, right? 30 to 23 in favor of the Kraken. It's been a while, it feels like, since the Kraken have kind of dominated offensive chances, both in quality and quantity. Um, but for them to get both of them in this one and still lose by three, I think, yes, it speaks to Shesterk. It also speaks to kind of how rough things got on the back end there, too. Yep. Viren, well, if we have to lose games to illness, I guess I'd rather be the ones that we weren't necessarily supposed to win. There's definitely something to be said for that. Lindsay, we're going streaking in the wrong direction now. Got to win versus Edmonton. Yes, I think, though, you might see one of those kinds of things where if, if, if guys are able to get healthy, guys are able to get back into the lineup, I think you could see a very different effort for that Edmonton game, especially because they know how important it is. Right. I mean, it's a very important game. If you just look at the standings right now, how close those two teams are, they're battling it out for wildcard playoff position. And, and the Oilers are on quite a bit of a run themselves. I, I think what they just have the last game, this game tonight versus the Leafs. That's the last one before the Kraken, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, the Oilers could still be on a super long win streak. I know you said after the last game, you were kind of glad the Kraken wouldn't be on the active winning streak going into that Edmonton game. I wonder if it 
is kind of the same for Edmonton. Are you hoping they win tonight? I guess not for the standings, right? But do you yeah, like the Kraken's chances better if the Oilers win tonight? I I don't know. I mean, the the pressure doesn't seem to be getting to this Oilers team. Like I, I don't know. So and it's maybe, always maybe there. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they're a little more used to the pressure of everything going on than I think uh, the Kraken are. Just given the media market they play in. But reminder for everybody that is our Patreon live game commentary. It is in two days. We are going to be watching that Oilers game with all of our patrons over at Patreon. Check out the link in the description. I'll throw up the graphic here real quick so you can check out the QR code too for anybody who isn't um, hasn't already signed up or checked out the Patreon. Got another one here from Sean. Team in front of Drieger played really well for a good portion of this game we need groove back yeah i mean look the, the the team played well like we said we talked about the offense doing some things rj they were able to sustain a lot of pressure generate some good chances just shut them down but i think about goals like like the first goal or like that third goal and i just go like those were really rough plays that you know the defenders would want to have back Right. I mean, there's nothing you can expect a goalie to do on those couple goals. Like, I mean, Panarin, fantastic play to just kind of lull the Kraken PK unit to sleep. They thought they had everything covered. Like, you know, we got this. There was no sense of urgency. But then, of course, you got Trocek just sneaking in back door and it's a perfect pass. Like goalie can't do anything about that. You know, the third goal with that pass getting across. I'm curious what you thought about the goaltending from Drieger as a whole tonight, because overall, I think he was okay, But that second Rangers goal. I feel like that's one he probably wants back. I think that one he probably wants back. It's a little tough, right? Just because I, I think there was a little bit of the moving screen going on and, and he wasn't totally able to track it as well as he would have wanted to. But it's one of those that I feel like Joey would have made the save. Yep. I feel like Grubauer also, per, to be perfectly honest, would make the save because that's exact. That's that's like a textbook perfect what Grubauer is built for, right? Like play the percentages of knowing even if there is the moving uh, a moving screen in front of you, you know vaguely where the puck is, and he would be so totally square to it, right? Like yeah. you know that you think he would kind of be there. I thought Drigger was okay, but he looked like a backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I mean, certainly like on that on that one, you said Grubauer would stop it. I think he would also track that puck a little bit better and maybe just a goalie who had played more recently. Well, would track that puck a little it, bit right? better. Yeah, like I feel like that's, you know, more so than anything, right? Like goaltenders, they're able to work out. They're able to stretch. They're able to stay flexible. They're able to do all the other aspects of goaltending during practices, morning skates, all that kind of stuff. The one thing you can't work on is game situations, tracking the puck. That is the one thing that you just can't simulate. Although maybe Joey has found a way to do that with the VR stuff, right? But it's it's one of those things that it is just, you got to imagine after sitting out as long as Drieger has. I mean, it's been what, three weeks just about since he last yeah. played a game at any level. That's got to be really tough to come in and then you're facing this Rangers team that's good. You're facing two early power plays, right? Like that's a lot of stuff going on. So I do think he deserves some credit for, for coming in and playing as well as he did. But we've seen him play better at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, all I'm going to say is we better not be sitting Riker once Vince comes back. I mean, look, Riker Evans just continues to play so solid, RJ. I do think it's one of those things where him and Vince Dunn are kind of interchangeable. We're seeing that right now. I don't know. Like, do you think that they'll keep Riker Evans? Or do you think once the decor is all healthy again and they're back at home and they don't feel like they need a seventh D, we're going to see Riker Evans get sent back down? 
I hope they keep him. I mean, he's playing so well, and especially you look at his five minutes or so with Brian Dumoulin in this game. I mean, nearly perfect from a defensive perspective. Like, why wouldn't you want that as your third D pair? I, I haven't seen enough from Justin Schultz to convince me that he should be in the lineup over Riker Evans. Now, I, I know you've got the contract situation. You've got the vet Schultz, so you don't want to get rusty. It makes it a little more awkward. So maybe just for that reason, you send Riker down. But I feel like you're not playing your best lineup if you do. Yeah, and I I feel like as we're seeing him play, as we saw Coach Hackstall trust him tonight with 25 minutes and, and leading the group and all of that, and as we've seen him now play with Adam Larson, granted, we haven't seen him play with Adam Larson at 100%, so there's still room for improvement there for that pairing. I, I just got to think that, you know, Hackstall has proven he will play what he thinks is the best lineup, right? He is not going to sit guys just because they you know they're younger or whatever like we saw this the first time around with Riker Evans I I think he's deserved the chance to be in the lineup while Vince Dunn's also in the lineup just based on how he's played both yesterday and today when the rest of the group has played fairly poorly and he has been the guy that's to stand out positively uh DJ Singleton would have liked to seen Shane and Ryan in today's game not gonna lie how do you think Riker played I, I mean we just talked about that uh there but yeah I mean you know a little Shane Wright action in this one wouldn't have been so bad. Ryan Winterton, two goals yesterday, RJ. Could have could have flown him out right after that game. It could have. I mean, he's certainly heating up. I don't think you want him playing both ends of this back-to-back -back with two different teams across the country. I think there's a reason. You, you pick someone, you scratch Hayden for that Firebirds game, you send him up. If you're not going to have the 20-year-old do that, who who else would you ever do that with, right? Like That's the true. one the one person whose metabolism and body could handle it, it would be the 20-year-old. Yeah, people, people do the equivalent of all that stuff in college a bunch anyway, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, we've got another super chat here from Light. Obviously, I'm not happy with the loss. Happy they kept pushing and pushing in what was realistically a scheduled loss. Canner and Ebbs heating up will be good when we're healthy. 48 hours of rest will help. 48 hours of rest is certainly going to help rj got to imagine everybody's going to be on board with that whether they're you know dealing with an illness or not that's going to be big talked about it a little bit earlier on right mccann being able to get a goal i think the big one for me is everly able to get his first power play goal of the season like that's got to feel really good for him especially in maddie's absence because i feel like these last two games rj as the offense has struggled although in this one they looked better we are seeing that kind of driver of play driver of possession maddie Beniers, right we're noticing his absence especially on that line right that line hasn't looked nearly as efficient at moving the puck up the ice just trying to create space trying to create uh alleviate pressure on the back end all of that stuff that maddie Beniers can bring to the lineup felt like yesterday it was sorely missed today it was missed in the more of the ability to they were getting pucks into the zone, but they weren't always able to establish a consistent cycle and keep things in the offensive zone. And I feel like that's where Maddie was missing. But if Everly's able to step up and try to pick up some of that slack, they can maybe survive that as long as he's on IR. Yeah, and shooting the puck as well as he is right now, too. You look at these last two games, and those have been a couple snipes of shots to score his goals. I mean, you know that's going to be good for his confidence. Um, I, I, I see you looking at the next Super Chat yeah. here. I wanted to let you get to it. But real quick on the last one, I'm glad Light brought up the fact that the Kraken kept pushing in, in what was a really tough game for them. Like, I think you should be proud of that effort. Like, you really, they emptied the tank in the middle of the second period just trying to get back into this game that's better than they would have done earlier this season, certainly in a bad situation. So I feel like there's things to be proud of.
Yep, definitely. And then the, the next super chat here, also from Light. Oh, so now you agree with me when I said we should have called up Shane yesterday. Time for Light. The Light Was Right song and dance. Mwahaha. Yes, I'll, I'll have to add a button. If we were still using OBS, I could add a little graphic we could play for, for that. Um, but yes, you, you were right, Light. You were right. I'll give it to you. Um, let's see. Coming back over here. I'm certainly saying I'm honestly not too sad about this. All things considered, I feel like it could have been much worse. I mean, it could have been much worse. We could have seen a repeat of the performance from yesterday where really in all facets of the game, the team just looked off. And tonight they didn't, as you mentioned, as as Light also mentioned, they kept pushing. We saw that kind of uh, consistent effort from them. That was good to see. By Ren, wonder if letting Drieger get a game more than once every three weeks would have helped him stay sharp. The Zabinidad stop was nice, though. That was that was some Joey Decord, vintage Do- Joey Decord moment there from Chris Trieger, RJ. Totally. I mean, what is it with the Kraken goalies just being automatic against breakaways? I mean, that's a dangerous chance. You have Mika Zibanejad, of all people, on yeah. that breakaway. I mean, and, and Drieger doesn't really bite on the move too much. As soon as Zibanejad goes to the backhand, he gets the blocker out. And you have to get it out really quick, too, because he didn't yeah. cheat over to that side. Fantastic save. It was really, really good. That is for sure. Riley on board with calling up Shane, especially once back on the West Coast. I mean, I just... We'll see. We'll see. I just don't think it, it would have happened if it was going to happen. Uh, Lindsay, at least the lights didn't go out for this one, right, RJ? That's true. Yeah, as, as far as we know, I don't think they did. Yes. Um, also from Riley, any updates at all on Dunn slash Berkey and Maddie? I mean, really, the only update is that Maddie was added to IR yesterday when they called up John Hayden. Right. So he's going to miss the rest of the road trip for sure. Next game he's eligible to play in uh, would be the first home game back against Toronto. Uh, But they are all officially day to day. I've heard upper body for Maddie, but you know, Haxtell wouldn't say whether it was, you know, concussion or whether it was related to that. We we all saw what happened, but upper body day to day for Maddie, nothing on Dunn and Burakovsky. I mean, all officially they're just unspecified injuries. Actually, well done. I haven't even heard, confirm that it's an injury have you no no because and Haxtell made sure to say he said he's out day to day yes if I was there I would have pressed him and been like hey is it is an injury or is it illness and see if he would have said anything but um hopefully we'll have more clarity on that soon I don't think he would have said anything so I don't Uh, probably not yeah no I'm not saying I would have gotten the answer but it was but wasn't it like kind of funny like listening to the root broadcast tonight and Forsland brings up all of their absences and just says they're all out undisclosed and we don't know why like even he was just kind of like this is kind of strange and a little ridiculous right like you just have three guys out of the lineup and you don't technically know why like that's odd you're not, you're, it I'm is not ridiculous. And you know, we've we've complained about this in the past. Hockey injuries, it they need to fix it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Christian, if Dunn, Berkey, and Maddie are still out for Edmonton, then what should the game plan be? I mean, it's going to be tough, RJ, right? I feel like you can take certain aspects of what the Kraken were able to do tonight, particularly offensively, and you can you can kind of roll with that, right? Play with a little bit more speed offensively, try to contain, uh, try to have consistent pressures up front, all of that kind of stuff. Defensively, though, I mean, you've got to you've got to face an even faster team than the one that you played tonight. 
I think you just have to get really, really conservative with it. Always make sure you've got two people coming back to help defend the zone for any zone entries that Edmonton has. Got to keep two guys kind of net front, make sure the centers are pulling way back to come down and help out when they need to. I mean, it's it's one of those where it's you almost got to drop like a, a peewee level defensive effort for that one. Right. It's simplify. And I think they might also really have to lean on their top lines ice time wise, especially the D pairs too. Cause I think you, you know what life without Berkey is life. Like, you know, you can deal with that. Yes. I mean, he was playing on the fourth line anyway. That doesn't concern me with Maddie Beneers. I mean, that's more difficult, but I really like how Jared McCann stepped into that spot this game and played really well. That line was probably the Kraken's best forward line in this game. I mean, you look at the expected goals and they were, they were pretty dominant. Um, what mm-hmm. is it? You know, 86% expected goal share, 1.2 expected goals at five on five, just that line. So I think that you can account for not having Vince done. That's what scares me. And I think that's why you really have to simplify things. And I think, you know, you just throw Riker Evans into the deep end of the pool and say, all right, you be Vince done for a game. Yeah. And here's an idea, you know, try, try sabotaging Zach Hyman's car so he can't get to the game because he kills you every time, right? <laughs> like that, that might be one of the best things you could do. Just, just yeah. don't let him in the building, uh, have, have people block the entrances. Uh, Chris, all right. Sorry, friends. I'm own three seeing them at MSG. I'll miss next year's game. Willing to sacrifice. Uh, we appreciate the, the sacrifice, Chris. That is, that is tough. Um, I mean, maybe have you tried seeing them like on the Island or, or in New Jersey? I, I mean, I don't know your overall. Maybe a little bit more situation. of a trip, but uh, more of a trip, but like you can still then see them when they come to the East Coast, but maybe it avoids this MSG curse. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to find a win-win middle ground here. It's, you know me, RJ. Yeah. I like I like trying to find those. Uh uh Sean, Christian, I'm afraid the hope at Edmonton is a Joey Steele, just being honest. I mean, look, anything against the Oilers, yes, you're gonna need goaltending to be there. Now, Joey, he should have that. Yeah, but I mean, we know he's capable of it. Yep. Uh, Lindsay silver lining. We don't have to play the Rangers again until next season. I'll take that, especially because both those goaltenders in this one. Oh man. It, this year from them, both games. I know. So good. So, so, so good. You got to respect Shesterkin just watching the guy play. Like, I mean, he's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Uh, Jen. So I missed the entirety of the game and walked in as the post game graphic went out. What did I miss? Not too much, unfortunately, Jen. <laughs> you missed a, a tired, banged up team trying their best, yeah, but it wasn't it. enough. Yeah, just just this is about that. I feel uh, like Jen could really respect that effort, though. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Riley, a healthy lineup take uh, for us takes that game 5-2. Hurts to watch knowing that what we are capable of with a healthy lineup. Uh, it does. I mean, it is tough. This is something that, again... Kraken were fortunate enough not to have to really deal with last year. Uh, we're seeing, you know, what it what it looks like when you do have to deal with it. It's not pretty. It's not yeah, pretty. I mean, we said this last year too. Like the Kraken are so uncommonly healthy. At some point, it's all going to come back the other way. Just happens to be now. Yeah, uh, Brooke, love seeing Borgie take more shots like his goal in the Winter Classic. I hope he scores another one soon. I did like that from Will Borgen in this one as well, RJ. I thought he did a really good job kind of stepping up, helping try to contribute offense from the back end in this one. Yeah, listening to your report card on the last podcast there. I, I didn't want to say it, but that was one where That's I was That's what like, I'm here okay, for, Dylan. I'll see. pump your tires. Let's see. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, silver lining is McCann getting his swag back and looking like himself. Riker showing coaches he needs a locked-in spot in the lineup from Riley there. Uh, we talked about Eberly earlier. McCann, RJ, 
Did you know he could he had that kind of sweet backhand? Because like that was a nice no. move. You don't see that often from him, even in practice, right? I mean, we know how great his release is, but that backhand move, I did not know he had that in his bag. It was really nice. And then my favorite part of it, it's not even the hands of the shot, like all that stuff was beautiful. RJ, it was a Kraken player who came in from the outside and cut towards the middle. He saw an opening and he cut towards the middle and he was able to get a goal from it. Why won't the rest of them just do that consistently every game? That's all I'm asking. I know, maybe because it's not as obvious they're giving it to you. On that one, man, they gave him so much space. Yes. They let him just walk in. Yeah, they were just like, here you go. You want this? You want this lane? Go for it. Um, I mean, probably because they've they've advanced scouted the Kraken and they've seen the Kraken never do that. So they were like, well, we could give it to him. (laughs) I mean, that's a that's a we're up by a few goals. You know, let's close out the game. Kind of let's play it safe type of play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, be, it'd be wrong to say that we got goalied because obviously the Rangers took advantage of bad defensive play on our part. But God, I selfishly wish Shesterkin was worse at his job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just even if it was just against us, just be bad against Seattle, Shesterkin. That's all we're asking. Every goalie has that one team they struggle against. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Byron, were there any new injuries? No, definitely less cursed than last time we played them. <laughs> It's yeah. true. We are at, unfortunately at that part of the season where it's like, okay, as if we're just getting out of the games with nobody else being added to the injury report, it's a good thing. Yeah. Now on the injury and illness situation, I want to point out comment from a little bit lower here. JMG saying Hackstall said Riker isn't feeling that great. Sounds like most of the team is sick right now. Rebecca with the no, not Riker too. Uh, yeah. Sounds like that bug is definitely going around. Oh, I was afraid that that could happen, but yeah, that's, that's not good stuff to hear. Uh, I mean, I guess what makes it so much, it makes it so much more impressive, honestly, the effort. It does. It does. It's, it is really, really impressive what they were able to do, particularly if that injury bug is uh, the illness is going around the room, whatever illness it can be. Hopefully it's a short term thing, right? Like, and, and maybe if some guys are going to be getting it now, other guys will be getting healthy from it. Yeah. I guess just the way of build immunity. I like from Laura, mother earth being the Kraken's number one enemy was not on my 2024 bingo card. No, I, I it wasn't right. It's the only thing that can slow them down. Basically, it's what we've what we've found out. Uh, Super chat here from Riley. Do what we can to steal two points in the next two games. Then we have a string of four winnable games on the schedule after to get back on track. And I do think that that is something uh, worth noting. Right, your next couple games here, they're they're tough. Right, it's it's Edmonton, it's Toronto. Those are good teams. But after that, RJ schedule does open up to Riley's point, and the Kraken can start put to, putting together another winning streak there right i mean you get chicago right after that it doesn't get much easier of a matchup than that um you know at home too you know st louis columbus san jose i mean these are all very winnable games leading into the all-star break yeah definitely um alan injuries are obviously in hindrance but back-to-back bad losses and back-to-back games with quick goals from the home team not good at all this team needs rest and recovery i like this from aaron is it the all-star game break yet Boy, that would be would be really really nice right now, especially with the illness going around. Everybody can just kind of like go and quarantine themselves and not have to be on a plane together to Edmonton right now. It would be well timed. It would be it would be nice, uh, Nicole. I think if Drieger had played at least one game in this road trip, he would have looked better today. He could have been put in against Buffalo. I, it's a tough one, especially when you've got a goaltender as hot as Joey was playing. 
really, really hard to take him out of the lineup. We've talked about this, right? Like we knew Drieger was sitting for a long time, but it was just how do you take Joey out? And you know what? Look, you, you got you got wins all through that time. Like it, it mattered. Right. And I think if you had played Drieger one more game in that stretch, he probably does play a little bit better tonight. But I don't think your overall goalie situation all those games is improved. Yep, definitely. Pablo with some good perspective here. No, uh, We are in a two-game losing streak. Well, it happens to every team. Look at Vegas, the Kings, Rangers, and every other team to go on a losing streak, <laughs> especially the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, hopefully ours don't go as bad as the Sharks' losing streaks go. Um, but it's true, right? Like, all, all teams kind of hit these hiccups and, and road bumps along the way. And, yeah, the Kraken will find their way out of it, especially with the schedule lightening up in about a week here. Um, Vide Kylie, I was confused when Decord played yesterday. Figured Drieger would, then Decord tonight against the better team. And annoying, we finally got our goal differential down to zero and now negative again. I, I thought about that too, right? We had just gotten to zero, RJ. Now we're at negative six after this one. Ugh. Hey, home game against Chicago coming up. That'll That'll help, I think. Yeah. Now, here's something that we didn't talk about when it came to the goaltenders and who started which game yesterday. Do you think that Joey was always supposed to get was always supposed to start the Penguins game and then they just held to that even when then it got shifted to become a morning game? Uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine so. I, I don't think Axel would be one to change it necessarily. I think generally he's got an idea in his head going in. Right. Cause that, that I could make sense, right? Like you're see, you're looking at the penguins. You're like, that's maybe the more winnable game. If you are trying to say, look, at some point we got to lose a game here. You would, I would think maybe schedule the Rangers game more so as the scheduled loss, so to speak. Right. Because it's the second half of the back-to-back you've been on the road even longer, all of that stuff. And so I could see you kind of initially scheduling Joey for the, the Pittsburgh game. And then if they just didn't want to deviate from that plan, once the game got moved up, I could see something like that. Otherwise, I will still hold with it's a morning game. Everybody's going to be thrown out of whack. I don't think I I put my goaltender who had been on, you know, a ridiculously good streak in for that 10 o'clock, you know, a.m. start for their Pacific Coast timed bodies. Yeah. So you, you put time of the game over caliber of the opponent is what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I think it's more important, especially for a goaltender. I feel like, you know, somebody who's got to be zeroed in and totally focused. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Hackstall knows them. Maybe Joey's a morning person and Driegs isn't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but that's, that's personally how I would play it. I, I think the time stuff is far more mm-hmm. important than the, the quality of the opponent, especially given how well the team and Joey had been playing up until that point. Um, if Riker is interchangeable with Dunn, then what's the missing piece tonight? Larson not feeling good from Zoe. Riker's interchangeable with Dunn in the sense that they play the same game. I think Dunn is a better player. So in that sense, you want Dunn over Riker in all of those situations just because he is able to bring more to the lineup. But I also really do think Larson not feeling well has to be playing a major role in what happened with that pairing tonight. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought it up because I think that really hurt the Kraken tonight. Larson not feeling well. He wasn't himself. He didn't have the same complement of ice time that he normally would. They're going to, and I was thinking about it too with the question about what if Dunn, Burakovsky, and Beneers are all out next game, then you really need Adam Larson to be feeling better. That's the biggest mm-hmm. key. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Nicole saying Larson definitely looks slower tonight. Chris pointing out it was Panarin bobblehead night. Only matters because apparently we should make all of our playoff games bobblehead night so we win. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's power to it 
Yes, definitely. No, there definitely is. Uh, Jules, I love watching Drieger play in the first year. Sad to see the score for this one, though. Yeah, it's hard not playing for so long and being tossed in. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, Hockey Fork wouldn't be a post game without me posting something that infuriates everyone. Hear me out. Grubauer and a second for Elvis. I wouldn't go as high as a second. Look, I, I'm I'm treating it with GM brain because I'm prepping for our, the uh, the armchair GM chat here. If it was one for one, I would do it. But uh, a second yeah. round pick is a little bit too much of a throw in for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I would agree with that. Um, Lindsay, Oilers game plan. Have Lars breathe on McDavid to give him whatever bug he's battling in order to slow him down to human levels of speed and skill. The problem is it wouldn't it would take too long. So you, then you get well, sick for other games. You're still competing against them in the standings, though. This long-term germ warfare thing might be effective, although I certainly don't endorse it. I, I was going to say, I, that might be one step too far for, for Dylan over here. <laughs> uh, Chris Point now is one for one on the island. Saw the first shutout. That was fun. So there you go. There you go. I guess you just got to skip the MSG games. I got to imagine those are more expensive anyway. I would Silver think lines. so. I would, I would the downside so. is you have to watch the Islanders play. That's true. God, they're just so not fun, RJ. <laughs> this is just the least fun any team has ever been. But that picture of Cal Clutterbuck is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Light with another super chat here. To be fair, the Rangers had to start Shesterkin because if there's one goalie the Kraken own, it's their other goaltender, Jonathan Quick. Yeah, I mean they, they've uh, they've done well against Quick. The Quick just had that one win where the lights went off and everything was weird, right? Yes, yes. Uh, again, I mean, lots of stuff went into that one. That's for sure. Um, I know it's it's really crazy. Uh, Zoe, what do you think the Kraken as an organization should be learning from this bout of injuries? Does this change what they do in the off season? I mean, have they practiced significantly more this year than what they did last year? Because I remember that was kind of the working hypothesis last year was that they don't practice a ton. And that was kind of helping keep their bodies fresh and allowing them time to rest and recover. And that was kind of staving off some of the you know more wear and tear style injuries. I wouldn't say that they've practiced more, but it's really because they haven't had the opportunity to. The schedule was just so jam-packed toward the beginning of the year. It's really just been take whatever rest you can. Yeah, I think more more so like you look at stuff like Matty Beniers. Uh, again, uh, assuming it is the concussion because of the Cole Sillinger thing, what are you supposed to do to kind of prevent that? There's not much you can do for that. Berkey just... I mean, being made of glass this year, again, I don't know really what you're supposed to do for that one either. And then, you know, Grubauer, like he's just, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's, he's hit that point in your aging curve charts, RJ, uh, where especially in that position, you can maybe start seeing stuff like this. So maybe you could start looking at doing things with the goaltenders uh, or at least with him. But otherwise, I think some of this is just, it's hockey. It's a physical sport. They're playing way too many games. And this, this is just what happens. This is certainly more close to normal than what the Kraken experienced last season as far as being just super healthy. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Nicole, who's going to teach the boys to wash their hands? I know. <laughs> um, well, Lindsay said RJ needs to put up some employees must wash hands flyers in the Kraken dressing room. Yes, there you go. Got to got to do that. Got to do that, RJ. Jake with eat some oranges, get that vitamin C. Bryce, new year, new illness. 
this whole thing really took a turn after it was wow rj we can't do anything but win to now it's just you know make sure everybody's washing hands don't share eating utensils all that kind of stuff yeah i I did not see that one coming yeah and and jared mccann after the game by the way saying there's still some stuff sickness wise uh that the locker room is working through so it seems like everyone's kind of confirming that yeah yeah jessica cold and flu season this year is brutal no out running or out washing it agreed i mean it's been it's been crazy this year really really crazy um again you know obviously with the cold really all across the country hope everybody's staying safe there but also with with all of that stuff going on daniel have you guys revisited your game by game predictions we have not that that would also be kind of a good thing to do you know mid-year-ish here yeah a little midway mark how we're doing i remember in like at kind of toward the height of their last losing streak, not the, the previous one. Um, I went back and listened to just see the first few games, how we did. We didn't do very well predicting them. No, I, because we thought the team was going to, you know, remember how to play hockey, RJ, and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> How could we have foreseen that they were going to not remember that scoring goals was the point? Um, <laughs> everyone go cheer on Kraken legend Martin Jones for just tonight so the Oilers lose. Knock on wood from B. I know Lindsay was trying to get everybody to be Leafs fans earlier on in chat. Um, again, that's one step too far for me. I just don't think I can do it. I can do it for Kraken standings purposes. You can always root for Martin Jones. He saved almost two goals above expected already in this game. Yeah. All right. So here, Jen pointing this out. Okay. Thank you so much, Jen. Driggs is the morning guy. Joey, not so much. And I do trust that Jen would know this. So then it makes it all the more puzzling. Why did Drieger not start yesterday and Joey tonight? Just saying. <laughs> Use that as a premise for a question to Hackstall. Look, we we know Driggs is the morning guy. We know Joey's we not. We know this. We all Let's know find this. the decision. Yeah, we all know this, dude. Uh, what would Hackstall do if I just started calling him dude when asking him questions? It's a good question. I, he'd make a joke about it. I, I think he'd I think find he some would. humor in it. I think he would. And if I told him I was just from Cali, I think then he'd just go, "Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> and you roll with it. Um, but it's you know it is one of those. Now what? Would anybody feel free to use this in the comments, everybody? Um, Joey actually had the better game played. So that that is a massive like hole in the logic of my argument here is that Joey had the good game and Trigger maybe not as much, but still. <laughs> yeah. No, Joey had a good game there. <laughs> Rebecca noted Martin Jones hype man RJ. Anyone who knew me through those those last years of him being on the sharks would find that comment very funny. <laughs> It is funny. Like sometimes people do uh, say stuff like when it when it comes to you and IRJ, we both just go like, wait, no, like like somehow our public perception is very different from what we are away. I remember when we met light at the fan fest (laughs) before the winter classic. And and as he was leaving, he said something about how, you know, I bet RJ just doesn't sleep at all. And Dylan sleeps all the time. And and you couldn't let that. No, no, no. no, Let me correct you. (laughs) I, I made sure everybody within like a mile radius heard me that that was totally wrong. (laughs) Definitely not it. Oh man. Um, So both Jake and Lindsay here talking about the schedule. Jake schedule was just so front loaded. Lindsay schedule sucked for the Kraken this year compared to last. We just got to bribe the schedule makers. Lol. It's just that it was rough at the beginning of the year. Now this is something RJ. Um, Look, we, we talked about them not having the practice time because of the schedule being front loaded and everything. I also wonder if that's also hampering them come, this cold and flu stuff going on right just because 
your body has been put through so much as a hockey player, not just the physical on ice stuff, but again, I'm going to come back to my favorite thing to talk about the brutal travel of it all and the inconsistent sleep that your body gets and the inconsistent times in which you can be eating and nourishing it and taking care of it properly, especially given the job that you do where you need your body to be in peak performance. And I do wonder if it's it's not a coincidence that for their longest road trip of the year, RJ, where they're having to finish games and then go and get on planes and be up until two in the morning and all of that stuff coincides with when, you know, they got sick. Yeah, that stuff adds up. I mean, these are real people with with bodies that work just like ours. Right. Um, you know, you, you can get sick when you're strained like that to such an extent. They need this schedule to lighten up in the way that it will. You know, you'll get the all-star break. You'll get to refresh. You'll get to just spend that time relaxing at your Airbnb in San Diego, and you'll be okay. Uh, you know, most everyone on the Kraken, um, yes. they just they really need it now. Yes, definitely. Um, off-season plan ramp up the cloning research from Rebecca. That's Striatic's job. He took that on year one. <laughs> need, need to talk to yeah. Striatic about that. Um, if I read more time spent on hockey theology. Oh, I wish I wish just focus on that. And Jessica RJ has aging curve charts. How long am I going to live? Well, according to RJ's curves, uh, if you're past 30, just any day, just expect to expire. I guess <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah. Once you're over 30, just yeah, your, your time is limited. Oh boy. I can't wait till late May this year. <laughs> It's the countdown to my demise. Your birthday um, card's going to be great this year, yeah, it, it better be. <laughs> this never-ending fold-out chart that's just a chart yes, that goes down God. more and more and more as it goes. Um, Brooke, always wondered if they share water bottles. Do they have their own or are they all communal spray bottles? They are like kind of communal spray bottles on the bench um, as, for, as for what they use, but that's partly why they all do the spray so that you can't kind of contaminate and spread something. Yep, that's the idea anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's did you see the video? Home. I'm sorry for this little aside. But did you see the video of who was it? It was JJ Paterka of the Sabres who lost his mouth guard in the corner and he was mic'd up. And so they were showing him and he just said, he said, hey, my mouth guard's like laying in the corner over there. Like, I'll see if someone can find it. He talks to the linesman, the linesman goes, picks it up, hands it back to him. And it's just been on the in the corner of this ice, you know, everything. And he just puts it on the, the top of the bench, sprays it with some water for a second, and then just puts it right back in his mouth. I mean, look, that's how you build immunity, right? Like, yeah. I was, I was I was saying, that's hockey, though. That's hockey. This is yeah. the environment these players are playing in. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, JMG asking, do you think they send Grubauer down to Coachella for some tune-ups before he returns? Now, that would be interesting. Do you think we see a conditioning uh, stint for Philip Grubauer, RJ? It wouldn't be the worst idea. No, it wouldn't. Actually, I, I, I wouldn't mind that, really, if they could, you know, because he'd I don't know how that works with like coming off of IR and then being the, the scratch for whatever. But I think if you're injured, right, you can just do the conditioning stint. No problem. I don't know. Why not? Yeah. Why haven't they done that before with the goaltenders? Like, that seems the way to go. Um, good one, JMG. Uh, Kaylin, yeah. RJ, I'm genuinely curious. If you get the chance to ask, ask, ask hack what he thinks is the more <laughs> important factor on which goalie to play, time of game or opponent be really curious because like we don't know too much his personal philosophy for back-to-back -back games and starting goaltenders right right well i have asked him about this in the past actually i mean he didn't tell me a whole lot but i was i was asking basically i wanted to know if he looks at like 
you know, splits over the last against that opponent over the last, you know, whatever length of time you're looking at, whether he looks at just how the goalies have played recently, like if he takes those things into account, because the, the career splits, or at least the recent career splits, I thought are a factor that some coaches tend to like to look at. Um, and he's just said, oh, we look at a number of different things and it's different for every situation and kind of gave a very coach speak answer. But I haven't asked him about time of game yet, though. Yeah, well, not that he would tell me, oh, yeah, this one goalie plays better at night versus the morning. Yes. How uh, I mean, how often does this really come up? Right. Like, (laughs) Um, Sean, the two consecutive road losses against strong teams were disappointing after such a great winning streak. Hopefully the Kraken will get healthy and back on track against the Oilers. Let's go Leafs. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what's the score of that game? Like everybody keeps saying it. I got to go check in on this. It's one nothing still in in Toronto's favor. All right. Well, there we go. Martin Jones. Martin Jones. Look at this. I mean, he's doing well for now. Right. Well, you know, come back and talk to me in uh, late March. Um, (laughs) All I'm saying is for tonight. (laughs) Yes. B, I'm not a Leafs fan at all, but I can be a Martin Jones fan for just tonight. (laughs) There you go. That's the attitude we all got here. Um, Elvis for Guru is a terrible trade, according to Light. Elvis is currently seen as a locker room cancer, and his stats aren't that much better than Guru's, in my opinion, would be a terrible move. I don't know. I think he's. it'd be unfair to call him a locker room cancer. I think, look, I and I wanted to bring this up on Red Glare, RJ. I know we touched on it uh-huh. a little bit of last week's. Why is it that so consistently guys want out of Columbus, right? Because they do. Like, everybody ends up wanting out of Columbus after just a couple seasons, and I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think it's the team, not him. I mean, look, up until this season, right? He was a fan favorite in Columbus. Like, lots of people liked him. I I think, look, he's going through a tough situation right now where the team has basically just told him, you're not playing at all. Like, we're we're just not going to play you because we want to see how the other guy's doing. And as a goalie, especially when you're a competitive guy like he is, you want to play games, you want to get into a rhythm, you want to at least be given a chance so that you can go play well and earn a trade somewhere else where you get to play. Because these guys just want to play hockey. And you saw that in his reaction after the shootout win. I mean, he was so yeah. hyped up. He's like, I let the monster out of me. Um, I want a guy who's that driven on my team. Yeah, I do too. Like I've I've always said that I want the the more like emotional guys that when they aren't playing, they want to be playing and they're going to say that they want to be playing. Like I view that as a good thing. I view crying after losses as a good thing, right? Like it's, it's like I, I like that kind of emotion. It shows how into it they are, how how much they've really poured themselves into their job and their craft. And I like that. I think it's good for sports. Um let's see. <laughs> Lindsay Dillon will not tolerate slander about his sleep schedule. That's right. No, I won't. Oh, yeah, it's true. I just, as soon as Light said that, I just looked over at Dillon's face and it was a crisis reaction. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The RJ Jones skepticism was legendary. Don't worry, I'll never forget. Lol, according to Rebecca. All Um, on that. I was definitely skeptical. Yes, yes. Also, RJ, how could you fail to mention that Austin Matthews is responsible for the one goal for Toronto? Uh, I knew you'd mention it, Dylan. Yeah, that's true. Daniel Allen, what do you think of John Hayden's play? I thought John Hayden did exactly what John Hayden was supposed to do, RJ, which is he came in and, look, when you are missing Matty Beneers, you were struggling to kind of have consistent, you know, continued zone time in the offensive zone. His forechecking, it mattered in this one. Yeah, it did. I mean, you know, he only got nine minutes of ice time. You know, it's not a lot for him, really, but he he went out and did exactly what he does. And you know what? He was a deterrent, too. I Nobody messed with any of the Kraken players physically, really. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's Ooh, okay, see. some news here. Actually, oh. so this is I'm going to I'm going to read a chat here. Let me let me scroll because Viharen pointed this out. Uh, Grubauer needs to be on LTIR or healthy scratch to do a conditioning loan, which is correct. Thank you for pointing that out. I did forget about oh, okay. that. But the news is the Kraken have just moved goalie Philip Grubauer to long-term injured reserve per cap friendly. Interesting. Okay. So that buys them some space to make another call up if they need to do that before the Edmonton game. That's yes. the first thing that it does. It buys us some cap relief. Also though, you know, if he would, have a conditioning stint and come back. I was thinking, cause he's been out long enough. You could just put him on LTIR. So he's been there and then have yeah. him do the conditioning loan. So I was thinking, Oh, well you could just do that right away. And then I don't know, maybe that's what this is for. Yeah, well, that would be kind of crazy. It, it, what a coincidence. It would be confirmation that Ron is listening is what that would be. Right. He was just like, Oh, conditioning stint. That's a good idea. And it's like, Oh, he's got to be on LTIR. Well, I'll just stick him on LTIR. Good job guys. Yeah, I, I'm looking at that comment. Yeah, it'd be about five minutes afterward that, that Ron Francis mm -hmm. just, oh yeah, make the phone saying. call over to the league, file the transaction report, and there you go. Yeah, just saying, just saying. If anyone else has any good suggestions for the Kraken. All I'm saying is this isn't a court of law. The burden of proof is on Ron Francis that we didn't influence that decision. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> uh nicole pointing out they're all sharing clothes water bottles are not the problem that's true i mean like, lars, we is wearing rikers. lars is wearing rikers clothes and we know they are both sick right now so <laughs> that's confirmed that is definitely confirmed very very true nicole good good one there oh man this is okay this is a really fun post game considering the actual game that happened one, yes Yes, yes, it has, it has. Thank you, everybody, for, for making it so, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, agreeing with the, with your take on Elvis there, uh, and I, I, I do as well. Um, that video <laughs> made me cringe. He rinsed it off, but that's not enough. Why don't they have spares? That is true, RJ. Why don't they have spare mouth guards? You'd think I mean, I'm sure they're individually fitted, but you could probably get more than one. It does, it's not that bad, right? You boil a pot of water, you stick it in there, stick it in your mouth for a little while, it's formed. There you go. You could just spend 15 minutes and do like five of them. Just yeah, I, you could definitely saying. do that. Just saying. Make that part of the training camp routine. Just change out the water, apparently. <laughs> mouth guard, <laughs> mouth guard. Um, let's see. Uh, Brooke, honestly, water in the mouth guard is more than I thought you'd say, lol. I figured straight from the lineman's hand into his mouth. That is true. I actually expected that to be perfectly honest. I bet about half of the NHL players would just do that. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Bryce saying it's better than the MMA. Mouthguards get knocked out and onto a mat. Sweaty people were just rolling on. They just pick it up and put it back in without washing. Yeah, I agree with the uh, the, the sick emoji there for that. If one. I'm potentially about to get punched in the face, though, I want to put that thing back in as fast as I can. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You have bigger you have bigger health concerns, I think, at that point uh, than, than worrying about that. Um all right, here. Let's see. Uh, oh, was that another Matthews goal, Lindsay? Or are you just saying that's the that was the first one? Yeah, no, it was just the, the one. Uh, light Elvis is barely better than the other goaltenders stat wise in Columbus and was the single worst goalie in the NHL last year. And he thinks he should be a starter. That's not doing him dirty. Oh, Light's not letting this one go, RJ. I'm telling you, the team in front of him is just so bad. I mean, go back and watch the Kraken Blue Jackets game from last season. He's the only reason it wasn't 6 to 1 or 7 to 1. I think he kept it 2-1 yeah. for a long time. 
I was going to say, you know, maybe it would help also if he didn't have like four of his six defensemen both last year and this year on IR. <laughs> like yeah, no, I think injuries certainly factored into that. Terrible. It's been terrible. And again, I'm not trying to say light that he's like, you know, a top five goaltender or something, but I do think he deserves a better shake than what he's been given in Columbus. Um, <laughs> Bryce, I mean, they did just try to hire Mike Babcock. Not sure. I trust the people in charge in Columbus to build a good culture. According to several players, I would say that's been proven true. Um, <laughs> uh, Lindsay, Ronnie F, notable deep dive podcast guy. Uh, Rebecca, which one of you is Ron Francis's burner? <laughs> Probably have to be you, I think. I think is what would be doing here. Everybody, it's an light, light calling it Gruda LTIR. Shane Wright, come on down. So, Ron, if you're still listening. That would be the preference of a lot of people in here. Yeah, it would it would certainly make you very popular. Yep. Uh, Zoe asking, is there anything to be worried about for Vince Dunn with this move and how long he'll be out? So that is the other thing that I would consider with this, RJ, freeing up another roster spot. If Riker is also sick or, say, another defenseman sick or if Lars is really sick and he's just it's obviously affecting his play. You don't have an extra defenseman right now. Do you think this means that tomorrow we see somebody brought up from Coachella Valley? Well, here's the thing. It doesn't free up an extra roster spot. Grubauer was oh, already on IR, true. so he wasn't counting toward the roster spots. But, I mean, maybe if you do need the cap flexibility to call someone else up, you could put, say, Andre Burakovsky on IR or, yes. you know, one of the other or Vince Dunn, one of the other yeah. guys who's missing. If you're going to call somebody up, you need a corresponding transaction. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's true. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, but I, it, I it still, it would not surprise me if tomorrow we saw something like that for that one. Yeah. Um, let's see, Christian. Are they still wearing the Lars bowl cut shirts? Also, did they ever wash them during the win streak? It's <laughs> a good question. You know, it would be a very hockey thing not to wash them during the win streak. It very much would be. Um, that being said, RJ, I don't remember seeing a picture of one yesterday. Right. I don't remember it either. Uh, let's see. I mean, did the morning game throw off the rotation, right? JB Lexiak wasn't, isn't a morning person and he forgot to put it on. Is I, I could see that happening. Well, cause I saw pictures. I'm checking, checking Twitter here to see what the guys are wearing from the interviews after the game. Now Eberly's wearing his normal, like Kraken hoodie and uh, McCann's just wearing a regular Adidas shirt. So I don't know. Uh, that's that's a good question christian Don't, can't confirm um fire and they Ron all Francis multiple... calling down to the guys right now <laughs> telling them to put the larson shirts back Let's on. get the shirts back on have them made in edmonton and waiting for them when they get there um they all have multiples of their own sticks why not mouth guards i'm sure they have like two or three mouth guards there's just there's no way right yeah I would hope. I mean, I guess I think Paterka also like you don't want that just hanging out in the corner. That's why the linesman went and grabbed it. Like you never yes. know guys could skate over it or whatever. You don't want any debris on the ice. So, he, you know, that's probably I'm sure I'm sure out. all their extras are kept back in the locker, like like back in the locker room. So like when you're just on the bench and, you know, you just he used it again because what's he going to do? Run back to the locker yeah. room. Um, then then all you media folks would be tweeting about him. Not being on the yeah, bench. <laughs> Can't have that. Um, Lindsay, did you guys ever hear the story of Sting Steve Dangle winning some game used gloves and finding a used mouth guard tucked inside the flap? I have, I have not, not heard, heard that story. story. I what believe a bonus. it though. Well, but like nobody checked the game used gloves. They just straight up 
took them from the game and were just like, here, let's just give them to somebody. I went like when I go to the equipment sale, they just have the gloves and they just wrap them up together in this, you know, like plastic yeah. stuff. I bet you they just take them. Wow. That's crazy. Although maybe they were just trying to, um, trying to, you know, help speed along the cloning process. <laughs> yep. There you go. I'll work on that. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Are they, uh, Zoe asking, are they required to wear them? Because I genuinely don't understand why he bothers, uh, in reference to Jen talking about Vince Dunn, who uses his as a teething ring as several players do RJ, uh, and Jen saying, don't think so. Tanev doesn't wear one. I, I can't imagine it's not on the rule book somewhere. And it's just one of those things they just don't enforce. I don't think they are required to though. I, I I've seen plenty of players that don't wear mouth guards. I think a lot of them have them, but I, I don't think they're required. That's crazy to me. Given the league has already had to go through one round of concussion lawsuits that then you would not at least have it on the books that look, we say you have to wear a mouth guard and then it's up to the player, whether or not they actually do it. Like just from a legal standpoint, RJ, I refuse to believe Gary Bettman's just leaving that loophole out there dangling. Yeah, uh, but it is though. I just looked it up. Okay, yeah, mouth well, guards are not mouth guards are not mandated by uh, All right. the NHL. There we go. Another ten years when there's another big class action lawsuit. There's your end, guys. Um, <laughs> game plan versus Edmonton needs to be locked done on Hyman. Agreed. Who has? Well, he had scored for a moment anyway in that game to make it two one Leafs, but now I don't see it. So yeah, the goal, uh, no goal. Lindsay saying Edmonton right. back to two nothing. Yep, and Lindsay saying, Morgan Riley, my beloved. What are you talking about? Austin Matthews with the primary assist. He tipped the shot that was going to go in, I'm sure, for Matthews. Stealing his thunder. Watch it be like some ridiculous pass that was nowhere close to the net. Um, let's see. Uh, with Magna gone, who would be the next D-man call-up? Kale Fleury asking Bryce. Yeah, Kale Fleury would, would have to be it. After they brought up Riker already, I would. we both said this last time. We think it would be him. Maybe yeah. Otsavainen. Maybe. Yeah. I know uh, we were thinking potentially if they needed someone tonight, Jimmy Schultz, just because he was a scratch for the Firebirds game, but I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Zoe saying, regarding Grubauer and LTIR, I was looking at Cap Friendly, and I think this might have been needed to call up Hayden, and maybe it had already been done, but is only now being reported. Uh, no, because that would that was the Matty Beneers move to IR that was done. To well, no, but cap-wise. Right? Not for the uh, roster spot, but cap-wise. I think they may have actually had to do that on the same day, because we were talking about this after the last game, like last night, right? Do they have the cap space? And I, I said it was really close. Well, I ref I refuse. I, I think Ron Francis listened to us and did it because of that. It's, it's better, better marketing for our product. Right, right, RJ, right. Yeah, they had the happened. cap space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had the cap space all along. Um, uh, yes. And, and yeah, I heard on the D Discord, uh, Zoe, that Steve Dangle podcast was talking about Vince Dunn. They've also been talking about Joey Decord for anybody who's interested in, in all that. Uh, I did like uh, from kitty be cracking um the old man here thought you guys were talking about elvis presley <laughs> so what's <laughs> out of columbus ohio can't imagine why rj <laughs> is elvis presley a locker room cancer does he have a bad attitude yes <laughs> well probably it's probably not great <laughs> could be honest um let's see uh Look up the action park ride where in testing people came out with weird scratches because people were getting thrown around so hard their teeth were getting embedded in the ride and biting back. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I actually know what Brooks talking about here. Action park. I mean, it is infamous if you're like in the Did old Defunct Land do a video about that? Uh, 
yes yes definitely i think i've shame seen on that. you yeah yeah i was gonna say shame on you if you haven't seen it rj but yeah no that's, that's good stuff there um all right everybody thank you all so much for joining us for this one i know it was rough back-to-back losses back-to-back days all that kind of stuff but really want to thank everybody for joining us for this one and making it so much fun i mean we had such a good time like this was better than i could have ever expected and it's because this community rj is just the best yeah absolutely like i after watching this game i was like oh great you know you have to talk about this game for so long but no you guys made it such a fun time enjoy hanging out with all of you um wish it could have been for the whole game which you know what next game it actually can be we'll get to watch along for the ech live commentary can't wait for that um yeah i'm just i'm looking forward to it yeah looking forward to it looking forward to see what group of the kraken uh we get to be on there but yeah definitely want to end this one uh thanking everybody i always see all the thank yous in chat as uh, as everybody leaves for the evening i definitely want to get one back out at all of you and of course big thank you to Flatstick pub for sponsoring us as well can't wait for the news that we have upcoming uh about a watch party with them and of course can't wait to one day have as much fun as we had tonight with all of you at a flat stick location. So thanks everybody for joining us and we will see our patrons for that Edmonton Oilers game, six o'clock Pacific. Can't wait.